Did you fart? Yes, did you hear that? I did. It was a good one. I'm probably going to be farting a lot tonight. I don't know why. I got a bunch of farts inside of me today. Hello and welcome to No Refunds. My name is Dwight, and joining me this week is I don't motorcycles care. driving by. And <laughs> no, my name is Tiffany. <laughs> um, Alex. Yeah. I was trying to think of something that would sound as clev- clever of a name as motorcycles driving by. And... There were there was just a motorcycle driving up the street. And I don't know if you can hear it on the recording, but it was very loud. You'll probably be, be able to. Airplanes okay. flying overhead. Nice. That's my name. And I'm submarines flying underneath. Mm. Um, Do submarine, submarines fly? Yes. They fly through the water like dolphins. So this is going to be a, <laughs> okay. a fun episode. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it is just the three of us again. We will have more guests <laughs> on again soon. Um, I promise. We got a couple that, that we think we can bring on, and it'll be a good time. Yeah. Um, what's up? <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah. <laughs> so we have a couple of emails, guys, um, and gal. I know that Alex put out a call last week for emails. He said, everybody, please email us. It would make me feel really special and happy. This first email, we have uh, the... Subject is fuck Alex. It says tell Alex to fu- oh you know what we've been um I have been sharing my screen for this so let me go ahead and share my oh, screen. Oh okay. I also want to make it clear just to remind people I also told people to tell me to go fuck myself. Well, that's I guess that's fair. I think that was how the episode ended. I was like yeah. write, a, write us an email even no, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the subject is, I wrote, fuck ahead. Alex. The the body of the email just says, tell Alex to fuck off. And it is from a Tiffany. With my headshot, my <laughs> professional headshot in my email signature. And I sent that while we were recording. I yes, think you that's, did. that's my favorite part. Like, it's just got a gigantic picture of you. And the body of the email is like one line, tiny, smaller than the picture. And it just yeah. says, tell Alex to fuck off giant picture of tiffany <laughs> it's beautiful and i love it it's pretty beautiful right. i love it i i love the juxtaposition of like the happy face with the <laughs> fuck off right Tell above it fuck off i'm i'm into it i like it uh, <sighs> grammarly so, would say that's aggressive so we have another email here this one's from brian and the subject is so here i am uh doing everything the body says doing everything i can <laughs> Holding on to what I am and pretending I'm a Superman. I'm trying to keep my ground on the, f- the ground on my feet. Seems the world is falling down around me. Brian, is everything going okay for you, buddy? Uh, the nights are long and he is singing this song. He's trying to make the answers more than maybe. He's so hey, con- you, have to re- you gotta okay. read it verbatim. The nights are long and I'm singing this song. I'm trying nice. to make the answers more than maybe. I'm so confused about what to do. Sometimes I want to throw it all away. We are reading the wow. entirety of your email, Brian. Uh, this is dark. 
So here I am, growing older all the time, looking older all the time, but feeling younger in my mind. So here I am, doing everything I can, holding on to what I have, pretending I'm a Superman. I'm trying to sleep, but I lost count of sheep. My mind is racing faster every minute. What could I do? Could what, what could I do more? I'm not really sure. I don't want really, to run in circles. Really not sure. I'm really not sure. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm reading this through a microphone, so it's like weird double vision. Um, it's all right. Uh, I don't want to run in circles, but I can't quit. I'm so mm. confused, and I've got a job to do. Sometimes I want to throw it all. It says a lot to do. A lot it's to okay. do. Sorry. It's okay. Sometimes I want to throw it all, and I'm going to reply, love it, send. Okay. Um, Sometimes I want to throw it all away. I just, uh, but it I just, but it ends with that. I assume he's he's gone. Uh, no, I'm I just, I so just talked confused. to Brian, um, and I'm so, I'm so confused about what to do. Um, those are really I... dark lyrics. I don't think I've ever realized how dark that song is. Yeah, wow. I mean, I, I like. Why do you think I think it's the greatest song ever written? Because so, it was in for a, Tony Hawk. For a, for anybody that doesn't know Superman by Goldfinger, this was oh. has been, this has been the most boring <laughs> like minute and a half of your life. Wow! Or boring and confusing. Uh, we literally just read the lyrics to Superman by Goldfinger. We um, received them in an email, and I read it. Yes, it was something. I, I'm not going to set a precedent on that, um, but. We don't have much. Well, this is a pretty light episode today, so we're reading the lyrics to Superman. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more than okay with that. Uh, would you like to talk about how it's the greatest song ever written? Do you think it's the greatest song ever written? Like, I don't just... think it's the greatest song ever <laughs> written. I just keep saying that. I've also said that about Cisco's thong song. I've said okay, it that's about classic. I've said it about Michelle Branch's Everywhere. That's a good song too. Um, I've said it about oh, what's the other ridiculous song that I always say? This is the greatest song ever written. Mm, I'm gonna forget it. Um, this is this is thrilling podcasting. I'm what interested. is it? The, the Venga Bus by the Venga Boys. Or... Is that boom 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 boom? I want no, isn't it? Room. Yeah, we it's we like to we party. like to party. Yeah, we like to party is the name of it by the Venga Boys. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I've said it about who let the dogs out by the Baja Probably. Men. <laughs> yeah, but that is the greatest song ever written. Um, yeah, that's not okay. a question. Who did if, let the dogs out? If we're actually going to talk about the greatest song ever written, I personally, I have two answers. It, it, it kind of flip-flops for me. Space Oddity by David mm. Bowie. That's and, solid. And Hotel California by the Eagles. Those are my top two. Solid. We were, we were just listening to Hotel California the other day, Tiffany. I forget where we were, but it, it we was, were it came at, on. Um, Red Arrow. And I was like, this song is fantastic. It's such a good song. So good. The live version's really good, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was from Brian. Next Those one. Those emails. Uh, it says, fuck Alex in his fucking oh. face. Um. Hey, losers and Tiffany. Have you ever huh. wondered what makes Boxcar Children such an ever-loving, everlasting classic? You can't even read your own emails. We don't know that this is from me yet. I haven't said who it's from. <laughs> this, is from so this is from just an anonymous listener. <laughs> hey, losers. What? <laughs> Never mind. Continue. I'm restarting because... <laughs> hey, losers and Tiffany. 
Have you ever wondered what makes boxcar children such an everlasting classic? I assume it's the boxcar. When playing video games, do you ever think about how fun they are? And how a million other people have pressed A and jumped exactly when you did? And how much joy that gives to everyone who plays? And if you spend time doing something you love, it's never wasted? Tiffany is trying to read over my shoulder now. She's cute and should stop biting me. Bye! From Dwighty Pants. Um, I really thought you were going to mess up because you suck at reading, and I thought you were going to say, and if you spend time doing someone you love, it's never wasted. That, that's true, too, though. If you spend time uh, doing someone you love, it's not wasted time. Uh, to answer your questions, mm-hmm. no. Next email. Okay. Fair enough. No. I, I actually really liked that the middle of that email was actually, like, serious. And the rest of it was just kind of, like, all over the place. Well, the Hey, Lewis and Tiffany joke, obviously. Boxcar children, dead serious. The existential um, video game life stuff, very serious. Tiffany reading over my shoulder and biting me was serious to my safety. She was biting you? I like to bite. Like, aggressively? No. No. Like a a cute bite. Like a... Like, I want to know what your flesh tastes like. And, and how does it feel when your teeth sink into it? She has oh, expressed that feels so good. Just take a bite of Dwight's shoulder. Right, that like meaty part right right of his neck. Yeah, that's the good uh, shit right there. I live with this, and I fear for my, my safety every day. <laughs> this, this is not a code. Sort of no refunds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next email. Another one. This is a long one. Oh, wow. So what we do. I guess we did talk about what we do in the shadows, Tiffany. Uh, so this one is from Jesse. Uh, he starts off with, I agree. Matt Berry is awesome. His role in the IT crowd as the son of the former CEO is fantastic. Also, I loved Toast of London and what we do in the shadows. I think my favorite character is the energy vampire. This is Dwight talking. That is Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson. Uh, he is one of those characters that I kind of despised originally, but he ends up being kind of, I don't know if endearing is the right word. His relationship with the emotional vampire was great, especially the way it ends with her calling him back over and over again. I agree. That was a very, this is Dwight talking. That was a very funny um, moment. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, what we do in the shadows, the guy who plays Colin Robinson played Nate on the last couple seasons of The Office. I think we already said that when we talked about what we do in the shadows already. Probably. But he, he is fantastic on that show. Everyone on that show is pitch perfect and like so perfectly good. fast. It's, it's amazing. Um, going back to the email. Tiffany, I don't know anyone else who's watching it. Me at home and my computer. Raises hand and points to top of head. Me. Me. <laughs> uh, Bonnie and I have been watching The Boys as well. Season two. I feel like Homelander gets real dark real quick. So much uh, more than the first season, to the point where he's openly abusing his power and showing his true colors to co-workers right off the bat. As far as uncomfortable moments, i.e. lots of blood or violence, etc., personally, I don't react a lot uh, I don't react to a lot of it except the time every time Homelander is being weird with Madeline Stillwell. It's all just so cringy. His scene in episode one of season two with the milk was just so awkward. I think my exact words were, no, come on, dude, just fuck, no. 
uh, Alex, do you recommend I read the comic books? Actually, I have that question as well because I was thinking about picking them up. I'm interested to read it myself, but I haven't dedicated the time to purchase it and do so. Thank you, Jesse. And I have his phone number if you want me to give that out. Oh, I'm putting his phone number in my phone right now because I don't have his phone number. That's like really, really awkward. And now I do. Wait, leave uh, that email up for a second. Um, In terms of the comics, I didn't like the comics all that much. I read, I don't know, like 35 issues or something. Um... It was fine. I think the show is much better and a much more interesting story that they're telling because really um, the only thing that the show and the comics have in common is the characters. The plot is very different with like sometimes they'll draw on moments that are the same but the plot overarching plot is very different uh so i would honestly just recommend that people watch the show i i don't know that i would hard recommend the comics that's fair um i know that they have released several like not even i don't know if they're the omnibus they call them omnibuses but they're definitely like large hardcovers i think there's like a total of like six of them or something like that for that yeah I was looking at uh, them, but I, I haven't decided. I did read, um, I picked up Black Hammer towards the beginning of quarantine, and that is a very good read if you are interested. Um, they're just releasing the second library edition soon, um, and the first one covers the first, I think, 14 issues. Um, it was very good. Black Hammer. What is Black Hammer? Black Hammer is a story about, so basically it's like if the Avengers or the Justice League, um, won a giant fight but when they won their last giant fight they got kind of shunted to a alternate reality and it's been about them i think it's like 20 years later or something like that after this large this large fight and they've just been stuck in this it's very um similar to the twilight zone episode where that one kid controls like a town and so it's mm-hmm. like they're they're on like this old farmstead town and they cannot leave and they don't know why and it's all about them just like in their day-to-day lives trying to figure out why they are here um, and what is kind of going on. But at this point, they've been there for so long that they're kind of dejected about it. But some people yep. are still trying to get out. Some people aren't. And it's uh, very – it was very good. Um, the art is very interesting and a little bit surreal. And there's one – my favorite character or my favorite part of it is there's this one – there's one character who is um, – he, he doesn't follow linear time, which is always a fun mechanic in any sort of um, book like this or even like a Doctor Who t- style show. So there's like he shows up relatively early on and he's saying stuff and you're like, OK, I, this doesn't make sense now, but I assume it will later. And then eventually you like find you like there's one issue that specifically follows him chronologically and you see him dipping into all these other moments that you've already seen and moments that you haven't seen and it's a lot of fun and i really liked it and that type of storytelling is really enjoyable to me um and it's all take a i just looked it up um the writer is jeff lemire who i love he's great and i so i didn't know that it was jeff lemire like that's that's the selling point for me but the way you described it i'm in I will absolutely read that, but yeah, I can I can it, let you borrow the first library uh, library edition if you want, or you can just pick yeah. it up yourself. Um, if you 
if you haven't read more Jeff Lemire, I highly recommend it. I he's great. What else has he done? Uh he did Sweet Tooth, uh Descender, right Royal on. City, Gideon Falls, uh like that's all I think that was all for image. Um I think he did some work with Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. but like nothing big question mark uh i think that's most of his like big name stuff I really, sweet tooth was was his big thing i've heard of sweet tooth which is amazing i, 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 I really I, like his style of writing it, it the dialogue feels really natural which is important yeah. and his his art because he actually does art for a lot of the stuff he does like sweet tooth he did his own art i think royal city was the other one that he did his own art and he has a really interesting art style. It's um, I don't it melds well with his writing. I don't think he did um, the artwork for this one, but it's really like it's really like elongated and like stylized and weird. Um, yep. But the you can tell. I, I was reading about it at one point. The artist got like sick, and so there's a couple of issues which are really really sketchily done. But it kind of adds to the overall flavor of it. Sorry to derail your conversation about the boys but no yeah i mean that's fine i actually now i'm interested to see if he drew any of the art on the on this comic he didn't the the, speaking of black hammer it's like he's also kind of expanded it into other worlds like you there's been like other characters pre-cataclysm or whatever you want to call it that he's been fault he's done like one shots about or little storylines about so he's like really become invested in this world which is neat Mm -hmm. um so i'm looking forward to where it goes because i'm only reading it in library editions yeah that's awesome i'm in sold sweet so that uh so thank you for your email jesse i believe we have one more it's just from gmail um i assume i know who it's from but uh, hello, I just wanted to write in and say I am enjoying the no refunds Twitch streams. Hope to see more. iPhone, I typo, I apologize. And they didn't sign it, so I don't know. I like I know who it is based on the, the picture. The but, picture, yeah. But I don't know if we should respond because it just says, oh no, it actually says from, from them. Yeah. Um, I love that it just says Gmail. Like, what? so confused shrug it's a weird one i i would also like to reiterate what this stranger has said in their email i have really been enjoying the no refunds twitch streams featuring tiffany with (gasps) guest appearances by dwight i would say starring tiffany with starring tiffany guest appearances by dwight and uh special guest appearances by spencer introducing spencer Yes, there you go. <laughs> I come in for the slice of life updates. Yeah, it's been awesome watching <laughs> you play. The The Nuzlocke has been really interesting because, once again, this kind of goes back to our conversation from the last, not the last episode, two episodes ago with Maddie, where I don't like to watch people play games that I like to play. Watching you do a Nuzlocke has been great because fuck Nuzlocke's. I've tried like two or three times and I can't get past like the first area. I hate it. Well, I had to restart my Nuzlocke twice. For those who don't know, Nuzlocke is a Pokemon rule set challenge where you are very strict in terms of like what you can do. So if a Pokemon you have gets knocked out, 
they are considered dead. So you have to either release them or put them permanently uh. in your in your bin. And so when I was fighting my um, rival at the beginning, excuse me, uh, they demolished me two times in a row before I finally won on the third because I'm also doing random Pokemon. So every single Pokemon in the game is randomly generated. Um, like which one is shows up where. So I, the first two times I tried to get fancy with it and like pick ones that I knew would be strong later in the game. And they got annihilated. Cause I think I, I went with a Magikarp first who got destroyed. And then I went with a uh, Blissey, which also got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up with a Bagon, and I'm very happy. Um, but it's been fun. But it's yeah, been... that that's been fun. And then the you started doing the Super Mario 3D All Stars, which has also been fun, yep. and has made me realize how bad I am at Super Mario 64. And I'm I've given up on Super Mario 64 and moved on to Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> I'm gonna be moving on to Sunshine soon. I just beat Super Mario 64 today. 120 stars. I don't know if I'm Aww. gonna go. Yeah, it was it was pretty great. I was literally on the the bowser fight i had to pause for a bit but um uh when i came back a lot of people were there and it was very nice well not a lot like four but that's a lot to me (laughs) it made my heart smile and um i'm gonna be starting sunshine soon and sunshine is a game that i've only probably played through like one and a half times and i have never hundred percented it so this will be interesting and maybe i'm gonna try that we'll see sunshine is a famously unfinished game um, like the back half of it is really janky and really not thought out. So I am not looking forward to that slog. I might end up giving up and just do Galaxy, uh, which I have 100%ed in the past because that game is perfect. That I also have 100%ed because I think it was Galaxy where if you got all the stars, you unlocked Luigi as a playable character. It was either oh. Galaxy or Galaxy 2. I don't remember which one. Because I remember getting all, I think it was 120 stars again. I can't remember if that's right. But I got all the stars and then went through and got all the stars as Luigi because I fucking loved that game. Yeah, and playing as Luigi is actually harder because he like slid. And then there was like, the not green stars, but there were green stars, but there were other types of stars as well. And I think if you beat it again with Luigi uh, 120 again... You ended up getting something else special. It was just a fucking little message, I think, that they got sent to your Wii U or your Wii. But it was still cool. That's a fun game. Yeah, I'm, uh, That's a really super, good game. Super excited for that. But I'm going to play Sunshine first because well, that's a game that I never finished as a kid. Because I didn't actually own a GameCube. My sister owned a GameCube. And she had moved out of our house by the time that... We were playing Sunshine. Uh, I couldn't tell you when Sunshine came out, but... I want to say 2002 or 2003. I want to say she was off at college whenever it was. So it came out in 2002, which would have meant she had just moved into college. Right? I think so, yeah. Math is hard. So she was the one that owned the GameCube. So we didn't get to play it until she came home from college for the summer and I never got to finish it that summer. And then she took it away again. And then she never moved back into the house after that. She never came back until like her adult life when she moved it back in with us. And then at that point, PS3 was a thing, what she owned and I didn't. So I played that, 
So I've never actually, long-winded story to say, I've never finished Super Mario Sunshine, and I'm really excited to actually get through it. At, and at some point, I really want to try the multiplayer Super Mario 64 stuff, where like four or five people are in a single instance of it, because I think that would be yeah. a blast. I want to do that for like my charity stream next year, maybe, something like that. I, I like the idea of getting a bunch of people that, are bad or just haven't played super mario 64 together to play against like you that would be fun i would like to do that and then like i can commentate it it's just like or like i could be one of the people on the bigger team to have it be a little balanced but like i think that sort of thing like a 4v1 or something would be really fun Uh, could i be one of the people because i've never touched absolutely that might be kind of fun absolutely if you want i'm always willing if you're like offering i'm always willing to like inject you into a game thing that we're doing like yeah it would kind of be like uh people should take bets on how long it is before i just rage quit (laughs) super mario 64 would also be a good one for you to start on because it is literally like the 3d game that introduced the vast yeah. majority of people to 3D gaming. Like, yeah, that's it's true. what I cut my teeth on for 3D games. It's why I'm as good as I am now, which is not very good. I, I'm also an adult, and it's going to sound weird, but maybe not. But I feel like if you didn't learn those skills as a kid, like, it's really hard to learn them as an adult. That's absolutely true. <laughs> it's and like, it's 1000% yeah. true. It's, it's really funny. And like I say, funny, but not in the haha way. Just like funny, hmm. Funny, like hmm. funny, like funny, hmm. It's really funny, like talking to my friends that have never done dual joystick gaming, and trying to play a game that re- like involves that, and how incredibly difficult it is for them. But like Connor, who's six, my nephew, can do it really easily. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it blows my mind how how you pick up on these things as a kid and it's muscle memory. Like, I have that muscle memory for dual joysticks, but mm-hmm. people that didn't grow up doing that or, like, do it enough, they just can't do it. Yeah. I, I remember. It's, it's a hard thing to teach at, at, as an adult. It super is, especially with, like, um, with a first-person game like that, um, because yeah. I remember having to have someone explain to me like a one of them one stick controls your upper body and the other one controls your lower body but i had a really hard time with that at first to the point where when i was learning dual stick stuff i had to set it so that um like my left stick turned and moved forward i think it was at the same time like i had them i had them weirdly separated um yep. maybe not turned and moved forward it was like turned and looked up or something it was i, I separated it in a weird way um and it was just strange, but it was the way I had to learn it because it was um, how I think the N64, I think it was how like GoldenEye operated or something like that. Like the way that they did the early 3D games translated into that. I remember right. also the South Park game on uh, Nintendo 64 had the movement mapped to the C buttons and not to the yep. joystick. And I hated that. It was yep. so hard, but nowadays it's, you know, completely new uh, normal for me to do it like that yeah it's you gotta learn it in stages and it's hard and you know as yeah. an adult you don't have the time to dedicate to that yep 
I think that's, yeah. I also think, too, some of it, like, as a kid, you're just like, ah, I'm just going to play around with this and do whatever. And I think as an adult, you have all of those years of, like, I have to be good at this or, like, right. if I'm bad at it, people are going to laugh at me. When you're a kid, no one gives a shit about that stuff. And, like, as right. an adult, you feel like, even though nobody cares, but I know for me, like, I don't want to play a game that and have other people watch me because I don't know what I'm doing and I feel like people are going to laugh at me but it doesn't matter. Well, I I think it comes down to also just like, why would I take time out of my day to do something that I'm bad at when I have so little free time? Because that's what adult life comes down to. It's just like, man, I have work from nine to five and then I get home and I cook and then I have dinner. And then at that point, it's like 7.30 okay and i have to be in bed by like 10 holy shit do i really want to spend two and a half hours playing a video game that i don't even know if i'm gonna be good at and it's kind of like a a a balance thing where you just go okay well if there's a bit of a learning curve to it i can like overcome that in one session and then have fun with it every other day but like Sometimes it's going to be like, if the mechanics take me a week to learn, is it really worth it? And like, that's part of adulthood, I guess. It's like weighing your options like that and just being like, no, no, man, like, that's too much of a time investment for me. Being an adult sucks. It really does. It's funny because like when I was playing um, Tony Hawk, the, uh, the muscle memory of doing everything came back to me immediately. Like I was the first time I played the demo for it, I was hitting like, you know, 20 trick combos and like, you know, doing manuals and doing pop shovets and jumps and all that fun stuff. Like it came back so fast. It was ridiculous. And it made me just think of like all the time that I had put into it in order to earn that type of muscle memory. But it also like, I think it's a little bit interesting when you take a game like um, like Monster Hunter. Like, Alex, I'm not shocked that you put as much time into that as you did, but I think you stuck with it because you were playing it with your friends because that yeah, game absolutely. is co- incredibly, like, obtuse in terms yep. of, like, how mechanics are explained or how you even navigate the world. Like, nothing – there's no tutorial or whatever. Um, absolutely. So, like, I think a lot of it has to do with how you're playing the game as well. Um, oh, Oh, yeah. I think, like – That's why I think that something like what we just talked about would be a perfect introduction for Tiffany because it wouldn't just be like, oh, I'm sitting down to play this game alone. It's more of a social kind of thing. It's like, oh, I'm sitting down to play with my friends. Who cares if I'm shitty at it? It's going to be fun no matter what because, like, it's all we're all there for yucks, you know, yuck, yuck, yuck. And also, our team is supposed to be bad at the game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because, exactly. Because it's really just about, it's not about if Dwight will beat us, it's how quickly Dwight will beat us. <laughs> that, that's like, that's the mindset I've always gotten into whenever I play games with Dwight because that makes me feel better about playing games with Dwight. It's it's not about if Dwight will win, it's how quickly. And if I can shorten that time that he beats me, I consider that a win, a moral victory. It completely depends on the type of game we are playing. If we went head to head in Overwatch or any sort of first person shooter, you would annihilate yeah. me. I agree. I agree. Um, 
but like that those aren't the kinds of games I tend to play uh like with you. They were for a little while, like Destiny yeah, and we, Overwatch, but Yeah. We haven't but, really been in those in a while. That was a fun little tangent that we went. It was. On. Uh, speak um, before I forget though. One of the things, so like streaming kind of works this way as well. I've I have found um, yep. in like I've watched been watching a streamer occasionally, and like even when they're bad at a game, like they're interacting with the chat, or if they're playing a game like um, I they've been, I haven't been watching it, but they've been playing like Deep Rock Galactic, which is just mm-hmm. like a dicking around with friends style game. So something I know you really like that one, Alex. Rock and um, Stone, baby. So like that is like it's more like you're talking and hanging out with your friends while also playing a game, and so that makes yep. I think that whole you know learning curve less annoying because one, if you have a question, you can just bounce like, oh, how do you do this, and just immediately someone will have an answer, or yep. the group will figure it out together. It's like um, in Naruto when he d- uses his clone jutsu to learn things faster. Anyways, um, hi. That was <laughs> the I, the nerds will get it. I uh I was following you, and then he said Naruto, and I blacked out. <laughs> and it's it's a week uh, later now. I, it's a week. Holy shit! <laughs> I missed a week of work. No, That's you went cool. to work, but you just oh. didn't remember it. Oh, um, I had something that i was gonna say and then you said naruto and my <laughs> mind went blank was it um, about streaming oh, or playing with friends one, one thing that like i think you definitely hit on like uh with uh monster hunter world like i can almost almost any time if my friends want to play a game i don't care what it is like i'll give it a try and if I don't like it, I don't like it, and I just don't play it with them. But, like, with Monster Hunter World, it was great because it was a way to play a game with Brian, a person that I grew up with and I haven't played games with or hadn't really played games with since then. And then that game came out, and he was always playing it. And I'm like, yeah, whenever you're on, I'll play it. But I never played it alone. I never really invested time into learning things on my own it was always if i didn't understand it which was constantly i asked brian because that game made no fucking sense and whoever designed it was terrible at designing games but that being said it was fun it's because the game design hasn't changed since like 2003 when the first one came out they just haven't updated it they, they haven't been like, oh, man, you know, game design has come a, ro- a long way in almost 20 years. Maybe we should, I don't know, get good. And and you were playing Monster Hunter World, which is easily the most newbie-friendly game. Old ones right. sucked for that. Which is mind-blowing <laughs> to me. So, video games, play there's, them. There's a new Monster Hunter coming out next year. I'm very Monster Hunter Rise, yeah. which... I uh, are they gonna add like the mm, yummy or whatever Tiffany was upset so about? Oh, tasty! Oh, ooh, tasty! So tasty! I hope. Tiffany was so upset that that wasn't there. They said it I once. I was so upset. It's the best part of the game. It when is you, the best you, part of the when game. When you finish cooking meat in all the old games, and you as you finish, it would go so tasty. And in the new it game, may- they removed that. 
It made the game literally unplayable, honestly. No. No, not having it made it. No, unplayable. not having it made it. Oh, unplayable. oh, 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 oh! I was gonna say. Uh... I've only played one game, and it didn't have it, so it was literally unplayable. <laughs> That's upsetting. It's so upsetting. The it's new fun. one looks fun, though. I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah. Um, tell me about Monster Hunter Rise. It, I like. I know you posted a video. I didn't watch it because I'm a bad friend. So it's okay. I'm pretty sure it's a Switch only game, or at least they've only announced it for Switch so far. Um, okay. and this one's really focusing on uh, vertical movement. Um, and so instead of you know how you had like the grappling hook before, now you have these like fly these like glow bug things, the little fly things that live inside of this pouch that you have, and they will come out. And you can then grapple to them anywhere from what it looks like. So you can like, so the movement is completely free at this point. I don't know if there's like a charge system with them. So you can only do it like three or four times or whatever, but it looks like it's just based around scaling vertical um, situations and like a lot of freedom of movement within these full arenas. So that's going to be cool. There's a couple new weapons um, specifically off the top of my head that I can think of. There's like a scythe style weapon now, which looks fucking awesome. Um, and overall, and there's like a bunch of new monsters and the fact that it's coming out for switch is interesting because, um, world did not come out for switch. So I don't know if this is like, um, going to retain the old style, um, which is like very slow gathering type of stuff, or if it's going to incorporate more world elements like the, the faster gathering. And it does have open worlds, which was a, um, world thing open arenas open levels which was a world exclusive or a world new thing so hopefully um it's more world-like than anything else so i'm looking forward to it 2021 yay cool nice 2021 i won't be playing it probably not unless brian gets it then you will i don't even know if that like the selling point I don't know that I would have bought it had I known how obtuse it was going to be, but the fact that I had it and Brian was also playing it made me play it. Like, gotcha. It was kind of a, well, let's make the best out of a bad situation. Not to say the game is awful. I was going to say, you definitely it's enjoyed just, yourself with that. I did. I did have fun. I, it's just one of those games, like, I also had fun playing Destiny 2, but it's one of those games that once I stopped playing, I just went, you know what? Like, I'm not upset that I'm not playing this game anymore. I totally understand what you're saying. So, Tiffany. Yeah. Have you been up to anything cool, or have you been doing anything fun and exciting? Um, I bought a spin bike. What? <laughs> Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Um, so, couple things. One, Disney Marathon got canceled, and I'm mad about it. But that's all I'm gonna say. That was a grumpy day. It was a that was yesterday. I've been training for this marathon again, and it got canceled, and I'm just so annoyed, and it sucks. Um, so that was that was prior to that. This was I had already bought my spin bike by then, but now I'm very glad that I did because I'm finding myself getting bored with working out at home and running outside is going to be nearing its end because it's going to get cold and I'm like I need something to do over the winter because I'm going to go fucking insane we were just talking today about 
the spring semester for school not starting until February. So like, I'm going to be home from Thanksgiving to February and I'm going to go insane, especially now I'm still training for a 30 miler, but without the Disney marathon thing, like it just fucking sucks. It takes my momentum away. So I bought a spin bike. I didn't buy uh, the name brand spin bike because fuck that. I'm not spending two grand on a thing to put in my basement. So I got a cheap one on Amazon and it comes next week and I'm really excited about it. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm going to repaint the basement and make it all like bright and happy and like a, like a gym. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're repainting, you're repainting the arcade? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just the other side. Oh, so the the right side will be the arcade. The left side will be the the gym. Yeah, yeah. And I hope the right side is like dark and like. Scary. Yeah, we're gonna paint it black. We were we were and, just talking about painting okay. some section of it black. We perfect. At, at one point, Dwight and I had talked about hanging up like black curtains and stuff with like magnets on the ceiling and like Christmas lights to make it like feel like See, an arcade. I want you to paint it black and then use like glow in the dark paint <gasps> to paint like logos and like stars and stuff. Like stars on it. and comets. Yep. And, and then oh. have it be, and then get like a black light, black light in there and have it just all glow in the dark and shit. And get like that, like, um, uh, like roller arena carpeting. Yeah. That carpet. Absolutely. You know? Now that's let's, an arcade right there. Let's fucking do that. I mean, it'll be like a, what, a six by six square, but still. It'll <laughs> be awesome. That would be actually really, I wonder if you could buy a carpet. Like, I bet you can. I bet you can buy like area rugs that have that. that I like, would imagine. Yeah. I'm going to look, I'm going to look that up after that. But yeah, so just trying to. so excited about this. Me like making a throwaway joke <laughs> made Tiffany so excited. Well, I mean, I know this is not the content that the people come for, but like, <laughs> I bring. I was talking about I our bring, home renovations. Yeah, I bring the not nerdy stuff, but I think I mean, I feel like that's valuable. But like, yeah, that's that's what I've been working on, and I'm I've been kind of in a rut. Like, I feel like I was home for so much in the summer, so like I did a bunch of stuff in the yard, and I I like did a couple like little piddly projects, and now I'm like, all right, what? am I doing now? Like I need something. I need a project to do. Like my dad actually just called me today and has like a couple like old, like antique little furniture things. I'm like, I'll take them. I want to paint them. I want to do, I need to do something. So yeah, I'm game for painting whatever and making the basement an arcade. I, so, yeah. I, I actually thought of you like <laughs> the, these last, these last two weeks I've been in, uh, teaching at a middle school and i've been team teaching with this high energy uh lady who actually lives down the road from you guys oh my god she reminds me so much of you and they are closing on a house and she was telling me all about how during quarantine she went through this weird like house plant <laughs> phase where <sighs> she's been buying all these plants and like getting all these like she's been getting trees to plant because they're about to close on a house and she's like out in the next 10 years i want to have like a an apple tree and a lemon tree and she starts showing me all these pictures and i'm like how many fucking plants do you have and she's like i don't know like 60 and i'm like (gasps) 
holy shit, you're insane. She's like, did you not know that about me already? And I go, man, I like, I immediately was like, this person needs to meet Tiffany. But at the same time, I was like, this person needs to not meet Tiffany because the world would explode because the two of them together would just, I, I don't know. It was just. Wait. They live near us now or like are going they, to be? They they currently live across the street from the house that they're about to buy. They live in an apartment that's across the street from the house that they're buying. That's really cool. I don't, I'm always nervous about other people who are also high energy because I feel like it would be, I know you haven't watched uh, what we do in the shadows, but it would literally be like what Jesse was talking about where it's like two people sucking the energy out of each other. Yeah. It's like too much of that in one spot. I th- I think, you know, uh, what was I going to say? Like, higher energy, she, she's a gym teacher, and I feel like that's <sighs> required with gym yeah. teachers. you got to be high energy or else, you know, it's yeah. going to be boring. And middle school, because middle school sucks. I'm sorry yeah. if anybody is listening to this that has middle school children or, <laughs> or knows is them. In or is you suck suck i hate middle school kids they're the worst first of all if you're listening to this and you're in middle school shut it off you shouldn't be listening to this <laughs> second of all if you're listening to this and you have middle schoolers you're not going to disagree with us yeah they're the worst so, they're very bad that's it um but yeah so uh so tiffany you were saying that your your dad is giving us um some things to to, to paint uh, also speaking of your dad, or, or, or did you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say one of them actually is like, it's like a little like chair or something that was actually my great grandmother's. So um, I, they, was, they were going to throw it away. And I'm like, no, I kind of, he's like, even if you stick it in the garden or something, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I hate throwing that stuff Let away. The reclaim it. Yeah. But I hate throwing that type of stuff away. Like, when it could be especially if no one cares about it then i'm like i can do whatever i want with it and and fix it and make it my own thing but yeah speaking of my dad yeah that's cool i was gonna say speaking of your dad um i know that he also has been watching a tv show that we have also been watching that was recommended to us by previous guest tamis tom tam tom tom uh, uh recommended watching the tv show a cobra kai which has been fantastic do you want to wait till it comes back or um i was just trying to figure out i wanted to tie it back to my dad because i like that segue thank you <laughs> i thought that was really cute um yeah so your so your watching... dad has recommended us to watch the show um also yeah which was really really so in addition to tom my dad was also like hey please watch this which is weird because like Anytime I think your parent recommends stuff to you, you go, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, my dad is one of those people that, like, I think that's where I got my interest in movies and TV because my dad enjoys that stuff and and always felt, like, more engaged and more like he got it, even though he still doesn't, like, know all the, like, industry stuff and all the terms. But I feel like my dad understands, like, a good story and and appreciates, like, especially if it's like sports movies and stuff, but like appreciates that type of, of good storytelling more. So like, I never hear my dad be like, Oh yeah, it was good. My dad's always like, and then this happened and this meant this. And it like, it all came together. Like my dad always talks about watching stuff, uh, like stuff that he enjoys, like in a much like deeper way than I think the average person does when they're just like, Oh, it was good. It was funny. 
Yeah. Would, would, would you say he likes characters? Yeah, probably. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> like, that's where you got your love of characters from. I don't know. I, 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 I definitely equate it to that. Because, like, my mom likes movies. Like, my sister watches movies and stuff. But, like, nobody... I'm, like, trying to figure out where that came from. And, like, other than, like, my grandfather who was, like, into videotaping everything and working in public access TV. Like, my dad's the other person who's like, yeah, I want to talk about this movie, like, and this story. Mm-hmm. So he also was like, hey, you watching Cobra Kai? And I'm like, not yet. <laughs> but now we have. We've watched all of it. <laughs> what, what, and- what did you think about it? Oh, I didn't know if you wanted me to like go into it. Yeah, go into it. Oh, cool. Go into okay. everything. Man. Um so Tom had recommended it also. And I I know we were gonna watch it eventually, but like Dwight and I just kept hearing nothing but good things about this show. And I was like, All right, we gotta watch it. So we actually ended up watching all three of the Karate Kid movies first. Um, cause Cobra Kai, um, if you've been living under a rock, Cobra Kai is the, um, TV show that is now on Netflix, was on YouTube, YouTube's like subscription service. It's now on Netflix. Um, and it's based on all the characters from the Karate Kid movies, particularly the first one. Um, and it's like a continuation of the story. So in preparation, we watched all three Karate Kid movies. Um, which was kind of cool because I hadn't seen the second one in years and I've never seen the third one. And then um, we watched Cobra Kai and it like, it is as good, I think, as everybody is saying, especially if you like the Karate Kid movies, but I feel like you don't even have to have seen the movies to like really enjoy it as a show, which makes it a good show. I don't know what I, Dwight, you can take over because I just want to gush about it. I don't want to explain it. I just want to like. Yeah. So um, <laughs> before I, I agree, the show absolutely does stand on its own. Uh, so some context for the show. So yeah. it, it, Tiffany's right in the sense that it, it mainly follows the first movie. It specifically actually follows the bully character from the first movie, Johnny Lawrence, and how 34 years later after the very first movie um, where he is in his life and he's kind of at a low point and he's still living in um, the same neighborhood or the same town that he was before or the same area, the same area of California. Like he's in the same general area. Um, yeah, but he's now in like, he's in Reseda in, now versus he's in um, like the poor area versus yeah. versus the, he was yeah. in the rich area before. Yeah. But so he, he's in the same, like, He's basically still in his hometown, and mm-hmm. um, he is trying to kind of bring his life back from the, the gutter, and he uh, meets a young boy. Uh, well, he's like in, uh, he's in, in high school. school. He's in high school. He meets a boy in high school, uh, and he starts teaching the kid karate. Uh, oh, the karate kid. And um, in doing so, he then also open, reopens the Cobra Kai dojo, hence the name of the show, Cobra Kai. Um None of this is really super big spoilers, I think. And so it's it not. so it follows his journey to um, reestablish this karate dojo, kind of bring it up, rise it up from the ashes like a phoenix, um, and like rewrite the history and the name uh, and like reclaim the the good uh, name of Cobra Kai. However, at the same time, 
the main character from the original Karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso, he's also still living in this town. He's become a very successful car dealership owner. Um, he has multiple dealerships, and he is kind of like still riding high off of his uh, wins in the um, previous movies uh, where he was the main character. And so it's all about him also clashing with Johnny, and uh, their children get involved in sense of like the children all kind of form friendships and bonds with one another without really knowing who their parents are and so you have like several different layers of um things uh, of that nature where like there's like secrets being withheld and um relationships not not, not being fully uh, understood at, at first and then you know liar reveals that type of stuff but it's handled really well um and it has a lot if you've watched the movies the like tiffany was saying they are not required watching but the the little nods and the um the references to them are fucking spot on and it's like so great and the the not elephant in the room but like so obviously um the person who played mr miyagi who was a main point of the first three move first four movies um pat moriarty pat morita pat morita you want to call him moriarty every time every single time i want to call him pat moriarty (laughs) Um, Pat Morita. Okinawan man, and you're like Pat Moriarty. <laughs> he uh, he unfortunately passed away, I believe, in 2009, 2005. 2005. Um, and so obviously Mr. Miyagi's not in it, and so his shadow looms large over yeah. the um, over the entire series, specifically with Daniel. And um, I don't know. I really, really like Daniel. I love I love shows like this where you've had like small little slices of characters lives beforehand, but now it's like, we're just checking back in with old friends. And some of our old friends are fucking alcoholics who are falling on hard times and we want to see them uh, reclaim their lives. And some of our other friends have become dicks and you're like, come on, man, you really shouldn't be thinking like this or, or you're being short sighted. But it's so, it is really good. It's um, I can't speak much to the actual karate in it because I'm not a karate boy, but it's I am. I love the action. I think the fights are really really fun. Um, I loved the first season. I loved the second season. Tiffany, how did you feel as a, as someone who did karate and um, how how was your karate journey been with this? Yeah, so. Uh, Karate Kid is one of those movies. So I, I don't talk about this a ton because it was a part of my life when I was a kid into high school. Um, but I did martial arts from the time I was in second grade until the time I graduated from high school. I was teaching. Um, I was a second degree black belt. Like I was like super, super hyper involved in martial arts um, for my entire childhood. So movies like Karate Kid, like growing up, it was like, yes, like this is, you know, that's why I love like the Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and all of that stuff. Um, So for me watching this, it makes me really, really miss doing karate and being part of that. And I think to, to your point, Dwight, I think a lot of it is pretty faithful. It doesn't feel like cheesy, like fake karate. Like it actually feels like real um you know choreographed but like real and I like the stuff that I really like about this show um thinking of like my own experiences being a high school kid doing karate like I like that the stuff in the school with the kids feels so real we're dealing with real issues with bullying and relationships and friendships and you know misunderstandings and 
even cyberbullying. Like there's a lot of stuff there that comes into play and it, it feels like such an accurate representation of what it's like to be a kid now and just in general. And I think that's what Karate Kid always kind of has been is just like dealing, you know, dealing with bullies and dealing with people who think they're better than you and think they're bigger than you. And I, I think that's what I've always liked about it. And and watching that just like makes me feel like I'm back in that space again. And like how, I don't know, I just get like really nostalgic and thinking about like how different my life would have been if I wasn't involved in martial arts. So I like that it's bringing that type of stuff back to a new generation. Hopefully I, you know, I don't know the stats. I'm not involved anymore, but I would be really curious to see if this helps bring people back to things like karate and, and kickboxing and whatever jujitsu or whatever it is. I, I would love to see if that happens. Cause I think that's, I think that's what some of these kids need. Need some discipline. <laughs> I would imagine that it would. I feel like if you look yeah. at like trends and stuff like that, anytime something major like this kind of comes out, and this has been super popular recently. Mm-hmm. Like I have seen it everywhere on the internet. Um, when it first came to Netflix, it was, you know, not flash in the panty, but it was very much like once Avatar came onto Netflix, there was this resurgence of people. What, what it was it flash yeah. in the panty? Is that what made you laugh, you, Alex? You said flash in the panty, and I heard flash in the panty, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, "What the fuck is Joy talking about?" It's a flash in the panty. Yeah. So yeah, Cobra Kai, a flash in your panty. I'm sorry I had that reaction. It's okay. But... I was hoping that's why you were laughing. Um, but like, it's it's very similar to how when Avatar um, had that big popularity resurgence. And, oh, man, it's so good. I love i am really been enjoying the show. Like, there's been, like I said, you don't need to watch the show, uh, watch the movies, the movies. To, to enjoy it. But if you have, like, the, the locations that they go to, um, some of the characters that show up, um, like, they got, like, all, every single person who is playing a character that showed up in the movies is the same person like the mom yeah. is the same mom um daniel daniel's johnny mom, daniel's mom you yes, mean daniel's you. mom yeah yeah that's really the only yeah you're right that's a good point um so like but there's been some like teaser stuff that have come out for season three um i specifically lost it when i saw that they were going to like one specific location i like had to pause the trailer and be like they're going to there oh, i got really I excited think, i don't think that's spoilers because it's in the trailer i yeah okay <laughs> But if but if no one's watched the show, then yeah, that's what. But what is? But it has no context for anything else that happens in the show. We don't even know what it's about yet. But I I'm really excited. I cannot wait for them to go. I don't think it, I don't think that's a spoiler at all. I mean, I, it's a spoiler if you haven't watched the movies. It would have been a spoiler. I, I wouldn't have liked to have I, known that before I watching the series. Watched, so, uh, fun, fun fact: I have only seen. I think I've seen most of the first Karate Kid. I don't even know that I've seen the whole thing. And I've seen parts of the one with Hillary Swag. Oh, that's, that's the four. next Karate Kid. Um, yeah. But that that's it. I, you know, I know very little about Karate Kid. I think most of what I know about Karate Kid, I learned from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> so, They were actually saying go. that... Um, William Zapka showing up on How I Met Your Mother actually kind of gave them like the kick in the pants to start a project like this, actually. That's cool. Which is really cool. Best thing that came out of How I Met Your Mother. Only yeah. good thing from How I Met Your Mother. That show was garbage. 
it's we were talking about this too just how like things like this and also there's a lot of music out right now like everything is so that's what i wanted to talk about that was my point there's a lot of music and 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 other like well you sorry said locations right but music music soundtrack things from the soundtrack from the original movies and then also just 80s movies in general and there's just there's just such this resurgence just in general of 80s pop culture like it kind of started with stranger things but now it's like the 80s permeate everything everything is like you know the the synth music and like we have now we have things like cobra kai and i'd be curious to see what else comes back like it's just so much like 80s 80s love and i don't think i hate it <laughs> you know what else i really like about cobra kai i love the um this is kind of going to what you're saying tiffany about how like not not just 80s is back but like um, people who are like showing like a clear love of something. It is yeah. so clear that the, the the writers of this show fucking one love Karate Kid and two they just like kind of they they get referential stuff in general. Yes. There's one sequence or one part in the second season where two characters are having a conversation about Doctor Who, and one of them even says the words like, "Have you watched the new trailer?" "No, I haven't." Moffat is not the showrunner anymore, and it's like that level of granularity is usually not the accuracy I feel that you see in a show like this, nor is it something that they would even care to include in the, in the dialogue that feels really like high level stuff because like, Mm -hmm. you know, unless you're a fan of Dr. Who, you don't know really know who Stephen Moffat is in in this context. Um, I I know he's done Sherlock and a bunch of other stuff, but still, um, so like it was, and then they were talking about like how the new doctor is a girl. And like it was just really cool that I love when um, shows use actual references to real things, and when they like actually use technology that exists. It's not just like oh we're going on Bookface and we're gonna send a twarp to our friends. It's like they're actually on Instagram, they're actually on Twitter, they're using real technologies. It's nice. The only problem with that is that's the stuff that doesn't hold up. Mm. So, like, years from now, the Karate Kid stuff will still hold up, but people will be like, what the fuck is Instagram? Or who is, who, what, it, what are they talking about with, with Moffat? Like, what? I don't get, like, those are the jokes that 10 years from now, people are going to go, I don't know what that means. Just like when we watch things, there are things that go over our head because they're so, they're so, like, in the pop culture of that moment. And, like, that, I agree with what you're saying, like, if you know what it is, like it, it, it's not a a common pop culture thing that they're using. They're not being like, oh, like Beyonce is here. I don't know pop culture. I'm 33 right. years old, it's but they're like, not. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's go record our TikTok. <laughs> they're they're like, using that's, that's not cool. They're using it in a way that like is realistic for this time. But I'd be curious, like 10 years from now, people would be like, what are they using? What is this way of contacting like i don't understand which is interesting i don't like when we watch movies with like flip phones like we were watching scrubs we're like look at their flip phones like it's like it but that's what that's the time like it feels so out of place watching it later even though it's accurate to the time which is interesting because social media is so ingrained in our everyday lives like you have to it would be completely unrealistic to have a teenage comedy or a teenage um 
focused storyline uh, that takes place in modern day and not have social media be a part of it. Like, um, like so eighth that, grade is a good example of that as well. Yeah. Like, like a movie like eighth grade where like you have to have that. Cause that is like the key part of people's lives. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the thinking that those references are good because they're timely because like sometimes oh. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're, they're accurate and they're timely, but that doesn't mean they're good well, and no, it doesn't no. mean that they lend anything to a story the doctor who thing notwithstanding what i'm talking about is like they're using instagram they're not using some oh, yeah, 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 fake yeah. made up bullshit yeah, that yeah. looks terrible yeah. and is like it sticks out like a sore thumb because you know it's not real you know it's not real yeah like that that's the type of thing that i'm, I'm specifically talking about i i gotcha i i even find i don't like i don't mind people using that stuff in movies but i'd rather they not be like oh did you see their facebook thing and i'm like it just feels so shoehorned in like well did you check like i wish they would could people could find a way to use the tech and use the social media platforms without having to like name it yeah like you don't have to be like oh did you see facebook like oh did you see her profile or did you see her post like i feel like there are ways to do it without calling attention to specific platforms because even not that that stuff has changed a lot but like we don't know what that's gonna look like you know even i think of like myspace like if you said myspace people would be like wait oh yeah i think i remember that versus being like but versus being like oh have you seen her profile or have you seen did you see what she posted online like that's a better way of keeping it like not almost non-committal like we know what it is you don't need to say facebook you can you can still address it that way to be fair like I don't know the context in which this is used in the show, so I feel like I'm just talking about general. I'm just gonna talk in in the general sense, like general sense. As as somebody who works in a high school every day, I often hear students saying, "Like, did you see this thing on Facebook? Did you see my Snapchat I sent you?" Blah blah blah. But as adults, I don't hear that like ever. It'll be like, "Oh, hey, I read an article." And somebody will talk about something, and usually, if like uh, some, I'll I'll bring up, I'll be like, oh, oh, I read an article, and someone will be like, where'd you find it? I'll be like, oh, I saw it on Reddit. Like, like usually, I don't like volunteer the information. Oh, where where'd you find it? Oh, uh, somebody posted it on Instagram. But most of the time, that doesn't come up. No, nobody's ever just like, did you see that thing I posted on Facebook? not as an adult anymore it, it i feel like that's a very teen centric thing and i i remember being like that as a teen i remember being like hey did you see the thing i posted on zanga oh god did zanga. you see my away message song yeah yeah did you see my sweet away message like so i can understand if it's coming out of the mouths of a teen but like if it's coming out of the mouths of adults I would hope it is being done to show how out of touch they are with being an adult or how That's... immature they are or being played up for co- the sake of comedy because I feel like that is very uncommon for adults to do. Maybe I'm crazy, but... I'm pinning this. Two okay. things. In in the show, it is kind of used like that because, like, John, at least Johnny's character is very out of touch with technology. He hasn't even, like, had a laptop or a computer. He's like, what is – send it to the internet. Yeah. Um, he still has a flip phone. That's some of my favorite jokes, though, is Johnny's yeah. in- inability to understand the internet. But I find you are 100% dead on with teenagers and even going into college students. Like, but 
I feel like there's this weird in between, and then you have like people who are like my mom who will yep. start a conversation with me. Did you see on Facebook? No, yeah. mom, I'm not on Facebook right now. Yeah. And I find it's like a weird generational thing where like our generation kind of in the middle, we're like, oh, I read this article or I saw this post or somebody, whatever. And like, you have the kids who are like, check my, why didn't I get all these likes? Why didn't I, you know, no one liked my Instagram post. And then you have the adults, like the, the boomer generation on the other end who are still like learning technology and being like, like learning how to be good, like digital citizens. And they're yeah. like, oh, did you see? And like, they don't know, how, they don't necessarily have the language to talk about it, which is a really interesting, like, exploration of generational things (laughs) it's weird what are some of the best examples you've seen of either social media or technology in in shows um one example that really comes to mind for me and i think it's the most elegant way to handle like texting in shows Mm -hmm. is um on sherlock um because anytime someone receives a text it just kind of like pops up above their phone like as they're reading it as opposed to like every other show I've seen or I feel like every other show I've ever seen has like a fucking jarring cut of like the person's phone with this giant text so you can read what the person is reading and it's just so unrealistic and like stupid looking like I love the way that like Sherlock does and like it gives like people their own fonts and everything it's so good yeah I so I actually the I just finished watching a show that I actually wanted to talk about that handles technology really well and I feel like this is weirdly the greatest transition we've ever had yeah. on this show. Yeah, Fuck this is, that was elegant and beautiful. Match? How does this uh, match? Be, be, because like this entire time we've been talking about it, and I'm in, I've been like, man, that would be a great time to transition. That would be, and like we just kept going, and I'm like, man, I feel like our shows really overlap a lot. So I started watching on the rec- recommendation of Jess, longtime listener, one-time guest. One-time, yeah. Um, she recommended that I watch this show called Sex Education on Netflix. I don't know if you've oh. seen it, but is that Lizzie Kaplan? I, no, no, it, that was Masters, uh, Masters of Sex. Masters of Sex. So Sex Education is a Netflix show. It is a British comedy about teenagers in secondary school. Yeah. I think is what they call high school in. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, in the UK, and it's about them discovering sex and sort of like so it stars asa butterfield who you might know he played hugo in the movie hugo he was ender in ender's game he's um a pretty popular british actor uh jillian anderson plays his mother who you might know from x files x files (laughs) Uh, but but x x x it's this british (laughs) teenage comedy that's about like like you guys talked about all, all these things bullying and like mm-hmm. uh but it it deals with a lot of really heavy concepts too like uh gender identity um mm-hmm. with sexual identity because it's it's a sex based show it deals with these things in a very interesting way deals with um abortion sexual wow. sexual assault it like it's a comedy that deals with these things and I really like when um, comedies can, instead of just being like generic sitcoms, they can ground themselves and be like, 
hey, we're talking about this stuff in a funny way, but there is serious stuff involved around it. Like the, they make jokes about sex and stuff, but the, the general concept of the show is Asa Butterfield, he plays the son of a sex therapist played by Gillian Anderson. So he decides that because, or well, his friend decides for him because everybody in school has sex and everybody has problems they're going to start charging people and he will treat them. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of texting that happens in the show a lot and they handle it basically the Sherlock way, which I wonder if it isn't just like the British filmmaking way of dealing with texting Mm -hmm. because it's really well handled. It's really, it's just like, okay, I'm typing out a message a little bubble pops up like next to my face that shows what I'm writing. And a lot of the time in the show, like somebody's composing a text and then deletes it and then puts their phone away, but they want to show you what they were writing. So I, I love when that happens. And something that I'm actually really surprised about, and I never really registered it is as I was watching the show, two seasons, I watched it in like five days. There's no social media like on the show they, huh. they don't really deal with social media and it feels so natural like maybe it's because i don't really care about social media to a certain degree so Same. but but like it's so natural to not have social media in the show and but technology still exists which i think is the more important part of it it's like people are always on their cell phones. People are always texting each other. There's a, there's a lot of stuff about texting naked photos of yourself, you know? So, like, a texting and stuff like that has its place on there. And it's just, I, I highly recommend this to Tiffany because yeah. the characters are just all, each, each character, even, like, when you get to, like, the C-list characters that show up once every, like, five episodes – they're still really well fleshed out and have great personalities and you're interested when they have their moment to shine. And it's really, it's great. Like I love all of the characters in the show and it is, was the driving force of why I wanted to like binge it as quickly as I did. It's, I highly recommend it to anyone, like literally anyone. (laughs) I feel like that sounds so magical and wonderful. Like, especially when it's posed as a comedy versus a yeah. drama. I think that like stuff, I think if you're going to talk about sex, especially when you're dealing with teenagers, I feel like you need to make it funny. Yep. Cause I think everybody's been through those like weird, awkward situations and like, you have to laugh at it, but also yep. it's, it is kind of serious. Like some of that yeah. stuff can get really heavy. So yeah, I like I, it. I love the way the show like, blends from comedy to drama like back and forth and like can have its serious moments and still feel like it's the same show like I feel like that's what a lot of sitcoms have the issue with it's they have like a a season for a sitcom is like 24 episodes and they'll have one drama episode in the middle and you're just like man this feels like it's out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and sometimes sometimes comedies can get away with it but a lot of sitcoms, in my opinion, can never land their serious elements. And this show really, it goes back and forth between it often enough that it never feels like it's 
not yeah. doing it right, you know? Uh, yeah. I feel like comedies like that are pretty commonplace right now where like yep. they start off very strongly comedy. And then by like, you, by the time you get like five episodes in, you're comfortable enough with these characters that like once they start slipping though, maybe not even five, like three or four, yeah. they eventually start like slipping in like that small, like, Oh, maybe there's a hint that there's something wrong with their home life. Or maybe there's a hint that there's something that's not right. super great with them. And then like, so by the time like those serious moments super strike you, they've been seated in a proper way and they don't just come out yep. of nowhere. Yeah. I like, like I said, it t listening to you guys talk about Cobra Kai made me like think about the show constantly. I was just like, Holy shit. Like this, that this is really kismet that we watch these shows at the <laughs> same time. Um, but I like, I, I never, I didn't, I never really like go out of my way to recommend things to people unless they talk about something that is similar. And this is one of those situations where yeah. I'm like, whoa, you guys talked about something that's similar. So watch well, sex education. Well, Tiffany hates it. recommendations. So don't get me I... to her. Yeah. I mean, Tiffany hates recommendations when they come out of nowhere and are like being forced upon her. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like, I feel like this was, this wasn't even like an intentional recommendation at first. It was just like a, I wanted to talk about it. You guys were talking about something. And then I didn't even, so like I said, haven't seen any of the karate kids had no interest in Cobra Kai. I was just like, this is a show. I'm interested to hear them talk about it because I have no idea what it's about. And then you guys started talking about it. And I'm like, Oh, that's what it's about. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, it was just, Hello, I'm Alex. I love it. Big recommendations I, for Cobra Kai. Can I share my screen for a yeah, second? Of did oh I my share god, it? You just scared the shit out of me because Spencer just did moved. I? And I was like, oh, oh my god. Oh my can god. Can you see oh, this? Fuck me. I'm not I'm, there, not I'm not screen recording. Oh man. That's sad. That's sad. It's fine. It's fine. But there are I just pulled up a couple different websites where there are um Hold on, I gotta go let the cat out. Like bowling okay. alley and arcade kind like, of. You could, yeah, like glow. You can buy glow carpets. Well, ain't like, that some shit? Holy shit. Like, these are all so great. Like, you can. Oh, fuck. Holy shit. Ooh, wow. Like, can you buy I them in small sections or do you have to buy them in like well, big what rolls? I'm, what I'm wondering is, is like, I wonder if you could get like samples. Oh fuck! Get like a bunch of them and stitch them all together or something. Or yeah, or like maybe the samples are big enough where like they could. I don't know. We'd have to look into it. But this stuff still exists. Apparently, there's multiple companies that make glow carpet for like bowling alleys and arcades and other. Um, like skating places, like there's so much like stuff here. Roller rinks. Roller rinks, yeah. This is so cool. Well, <laughs> ain't that some shit? It's they're not exactly like the '80s retro ones, but they're close enough. They're close yeah, that's enough. Close enough. Like that's really cool. So we'll have to pick one out, <laughs> and we can get some. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm very excited. Sorry to derail everything, but totally I, cool. I, I feel like this entire episode has just been us like starting to talk about something and then just ending up like ten years away on yeah. something else. Did I black but out then... again? Oh wait, that was you. I blacked out. 
I blacked out. Oh yeah, you what? talked about Naruto. Oh yeah, that's what? right. What? What's happening? Um so transition into our next topic of I don't buttholes. have anything else. Ooh, I have one of those though. Buttholes, do we need them? Do Yes. We need to do another episode of uh of Taint Talk. Oh right! I mean, <laughs> some someday we will do more oh, more tank talk. So funny! Sure. I love it. I I think that's all I really had to talk about. I same. Originally, like last week or two weeks ago, I guess mm-hmm. when we recorded our last episode, I was in, intending to talk about Marvel's Avengers on the next episode that we recorded. But I mean, you can I've briefly ca- touch on. I've it, really huh? I've really cooled on the game. Uh, so to briefly touch on it, Marvel's Avengers came out on September 4th. It's a game. Uh, they, it was filled with bugs for, uh, the first, for the first two weeks, and the multiplayer was basically unplayable. So I had to like grind it solo, and every once in a while I could get the multiplayer to work to play with Billy or Corey, my friends that have it. But it was pretty unplayable, and now um we've all gotten into like different games since then so we've kind of missed our window but we want to get back into it the one thing i do want to say is i fucking love kamala khan and she's amazing i had i had never read her comics i like i only i knew about the character because of tiffany really yeah yeah so i knew about the character i knew like what she did kind of and i was just like yeah it's cool that she's the main character she's the driving force of the entire plot and she's so much fun to play like her polymorph abilities are amazing she's like the support class out of all the playable characters which is amazing like i love playing support classes in any game that i play so it's been fun getting to play her i was originally going to be a thor main but nobody really wanted to take up the kamala role and she's kind of necessary in the game and the ai fucking sucks as being a healer so having an ai kamala is not good so i just swapped over to kamala and i've been really enjoying it i love her yay she's great i i think you'd really enjoy like they have because it's a multiplayer game they have like customizable things like your cosmetics you know you have costumes for your character you have emotes for your character you have um name plates for your character so when you join a lobby you have a little name plate for your character and the name plates are all like taken out of the actual comics so there are cover like cutouts from covers cutouts from like just like panels Mm -hmm. from comics and all of kabbalah's are like ridiculously good like they they span the gamut from like super silly to like super serious and badass and i think she's the only one that really has that everyone else it's pretty like thors are super serious yeah super serious and they're awesome but they're super serious and there are a couple of like classic thor ones that i enjoy but everyone else is there they're mostly just like i'm a badass and then for Kamala, the one that I had equipped for the longest time was her, like, blowing a bubblegum, like, 
blowing yep. a bubble in yep. bubble gum. And I was yep. like, that's awesome. That yep. captures my character. So please read her comic. I, that makes me want to go back and like reread and also like continue it because I stopped reading it. But her like her voice or like the the voice that the writers gave her is just so it's just she's so likable and just so like oh I love her love her so much but I mean I did complain a lot about the multiplayer the single player the story part of the game is amazing phenomenal it's like really powerful they use a like lesser used villain that I really enjoy um I'm just gonna say it because I don't care about spoilers. Is it they Taskmaster? Use, they use no. Modok. Oh, use cool! Modok is the main villain, and I Whoa. love it. That, um, that could really only translate into a game. I can't see them using Modok really for a movie. Yeah, like, I could. Yeah, I agree. Um, but they use Modok as the villain. The voice actors are all amazing. It's a stacked voice acting cast. It's got. Troy Baker, Nolan North, Liam, uh, not Liam, Jesus, Travis <laughs> Willingham, Laura Bailey, and I can't remember who plays Steve Rogers, and then I can't remember who plays Kamala Khan, but the voice acting is amazing in this game, and it's a gorgeous game. I, it's, like, I feel so bad saying bad, bad shit, but, like, the multiplayer is the end game of it, and it's, like, unplayable, so... That was sad. Yeah, I know you guys were trying oh. to do it more, but it thinks, sounds like you haven't really had a super chance, which is yeah. about me. Like, Billy and I would try to play it. Before I was back to work, we would try to play every day at lunch because he had an hour lunch break. And there were a couple days where we'd try to get together and play it at lunch, and it just wouldn't work. Like, the, the game would either constantly crash for us or we'd get a glitch where it the objective is kill all the enemies and all the enemies disappear on the screen it's just like cool i'm glad that we got together to play this game for no reason because now the hour's up and we got nothing done so you know that's great i understand that games are going to be buggy at launch but this was unplayable like that's how bad the bugs were and they finally patched it last friday and we haven't really had time to play together since then but i'm looking forward to hopefully getting my like itch back into playing it so we can have fun with it again well hopefully you guys get your itch done before um october 2nd when uh the new uh star wars game comes out that brown squadron is going to rule I am so excited for Star Wars Squadrons. I know I know that you are excited for it too, Dwight, but I think I'm excited for a different reason because You're excited for VR, right? I, well, I'm excited for VR, but like even more of a different reason. I'm just excited because we're going to play a game together for the first time in a while. It's been like, like years. It's been so long since you and I have like invested time into a game together like we've like we did we did uh the super mario 64 randomizer that thing fun. That, like this summer which was like four hours yeah, that was a day and, and that was fun but like this is gonna be like a group game that we can play every couple days or whenever we have time yeah. and just like invest some time into it do we have five people just, or 
we have four people right now Ooh. so i'm trying to sell it to a couple other people but uh right now we have four which will still be a lot of fun yeah yeah maybe we should get tiffany to get it and play with no (laughs) you don't want to fly an x-wing it'll be so much fun it would be me crashing my x-wing well you can be an a-wing then you can just crash it into star destroyers like in the movie i i would be like what's his name porkins (laughs) they came from pull up pull up pull up um i r.i.p so, for those of you who don't know, Star Wars Squadrons is a new Star Wars game, which is a squad-based five-player five um, dog-fighting Star Wars game. So, you get to play in X-Wings, A-Wings, um, TIE Fighters. Uh, what else are there? Y-Wings, Y-wings TIE Bombers, TIE Advanced. Bombers. And then I, yep. the other, the last class, I'm sure, is a real... They're real ships, but I don't remember what they are. They're like a support class. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped because it's gonna be me, Dwight, Kyle, who's been on the podcast before, and Calvin, who hasn't been on the podcast before, but I think he should be our first guest after we play Squadrons together. Oh, that'd be great. Because then we can talk about Squadrons, and Tiffany can tune us out all she wants because, you know. We'll have three people, and she can. I'm all you know, for that. Have we, we decided we on have... Brown Squadron or Bum Runners? <laughs> the, uh, we can just. Squad. I like. I like poop. Poop Squadron might be a good one. Poop Squadron is a pretty good one. <laughs> poop Squadron. Um, you know what we should do? We should have people write in to name our squadron. Um, it doesn't have to be scatological in nature, but it probably will end up being scatological in nature. I, what does that mean? Scatologic scat is poop, so uh, Oh. So I liked I liked the bum runners. That was Dwight's first suggestion, and I was super into it. And then I came up with Brown Squadron because I was just thinking like they do red squadron, gold squadron, blue squadron. Like, let's go with a color. Brown squadron, brown color of poop. Um I also like poop squadron, because poop is poop. <laughs> and poop is always funny, so it's true. I'm excited for that game. Comes out the the weekend of uh, Tiffany and mine's anniversary, so I will not be playing it that weekend. It, but is this your fifth anniversary? Six. Six. Sixth. Oh right, it's 2020. You were, weren't you God in the wedding? It. Don't you fucking remember? I was. No, I was not in the wedding. Oh yeah. So you can go fuck yourself. I was at the wedding. But you are. I'm not. I wasn't in the wedding, so ah, good stuff. This is so. She's still looking at the the carpet. I'm looking at arcade carpet. No, I. <laughs> do the, I do the, does the carpet match the drapes? Um. Oh my god, that would be so cool. <laughs> I feel <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Neon swirls. I'm trying to find like someone that'll actually like do like a piece of it or like yeah we'll Spencer's doing out. something I think that okay. would be so cool if we could find um, if we could find a little piece of that for our basement that would be really awesome I, I just don't want to spend agree. I don't want to spend a tiny ton of money on it because it's going to be in the basement where it's going to get wet and dank and like our basement isn't finished, so like it, it would have to be something like if I could find something for like thirty bucks. 
like a five by seven like piece of it we could stick under the cabinets a little bit and have that like little space that would be really fucking cool i agree ah okay well i think that's a good place to wrap up this other exciting episode of no refunds unless anyone has anything else they would like to specifically bring up or talk about no nope 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 wonderful well thank you very much for nope 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 Thank you very much for listening to this episode of No Refunds. (laughs) Nice. Um, We have been No Refunds, your podcast uh, pilots for the evening uh, or day, whenever you you listen. No, Poop Squad is in a galaxy far, far away. Um, So thank you for listening. Uh, You can email us your um, squadron names at no refunds podcast at gmail.com you can check us out on the facebook you can check us out on instagram no refunds podcast you can go give good thumbs up to the hyper potions uh for their song time trials who is what you're listening to who is what you are listening to that makes sense um, english english so thank you very much and we will talk to you all next time Bye. 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 Poop. Bye. Poop butt. Now that's mm. that's a feeling. Mm. Mm. Indeed. Five, four, three, two.